Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Good afternoon to all of our listeners. We just love today's guest. She tips the scales and opens up the astrological crevices for in-depth investigation of the why and why not. You guessed it. Mahala Gale is back with us. Mother Earth certainly has a mind of her own, and who better to share all of the upcoming latest movements on her and nearby planets? Mahala's an incredible astrologer, writer, lecturer, minister, and one of the founders of the Asclepius Light Center, plus she's the editor of the Asclepius Light Center newsletter since 1988. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Taz, it's really fun to, to watch Mahalo weave her threads of the mag. Studying the science of astrology since the early 1980s has allowed her to become an expert in mundane astrology, which is the study of world events. Over the years, her tracking of the planets in connection with their relationship to earthquakes, floods, storms, volcanic eruptions, and other natural phenomena as well as man-made phenomena such as war, enhances her abilities as an expert in this field. Her conclusion after watching her, her predicted events tr- transpire one after another, well, she believes there is really a master plan in action, and, and a path to understanding the master plan is through astrology. As Mahala has al- also extensively studied the book of Revelation in the Bible, and from those studies, she's been able to correlate the Bible and its relationship with the stars. So it's Mm -hmm. really uh, something else that Mahala does. Mm -hmm. Mahala says that the science of astrology was held in high esteem during the time of Jesus as the wise men, also known as the Magi, who visited Jesus shortly after his birth were also known to be the astrologers. Welcome back, Mahala. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, 
So where do we begin this morning with the ups and downs with Mother Earth? We are always we're always so excited to have you with us because we know that you are always on the receiving mode with running data surging through your awareness. And, right. and we are ready to hear it, believe me. So yeah. what do you want okay. to unroll? Okay. Well, I'd, I'd like to start out by saying that, like, my job has been to help people understand what's going on in the world in the ascension process. And there's, um, you know, several people who have gone through this process, and then there's there's other people on the earth that aren't even aware of what's going on. And so mainly, my my job has been to direct the ones on the ascension path, and and uh, we're coming close to the point where um, the earth will. We'll, we'll, we'll move into the higher frequency earth, and that's what's called the new earth in the Bible. And so um, we're, we're in the process right now of like the Third World War, which is, um, started in North Africa in, in January of 2011, and now it's, and then it said, the prophecy said that would you know, encompass all the countries in the Middle East, which it has pretty much. And so we're at that point right now where um, that should be winding down pretty soon. And so, well, of course, that includes Russia, too, because, you know, what's going on with the Ukraine, and that might get a little hot here pretty soon. But anyways, after that, and then with the downfall of the controllers, and anyone who's aware of what's been going on in the world, you know, like like they can um, tell all the scandals that have gone on, all of the things that information that has come out in the open, all of the like Edward Snowden and the the NSA, um, you know, all that kind of information. Um, that's all part of the the breakdown of the controllers. And so as soon as we get to this particular part then we'll be in what's called the new earth. And that's the new earth is simply a higher frequency world. And so, you know, like you can um, relate it to like a radio program. If you're listening to one station and then you get bored with that station, you tune, tune the radio to another station. Well, that's what's going on with Mother Earth. And so I know that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are ready to be to be on the new earth, which will be one of uh, fifth dimension earth, which will be one of peace and, and love and all that. And so um, we can tell when we're on that earth, you know, if we all of a sudden find ourselves on a peaceful earth and can't tell what is going on on the lower dimension earth. And so we're, we're fast reaching that a point, you know. And so um, I'd like to go back a little bit to like um, August 11th of 1999 and at that particular time there was a fixed cross in the heavens and this fixed cross the sun was on 18 degrees Leo um, Mars was on 16 degrees Scorpio Saturn was on 16 degrees Taurus and Uranus was on 14 degrees Aquarius and this was at the time of an eclipse and the energy um, was focused into um, England and um, like Orkney Island in the Mayan calendar. Orkney Island is where the central sun comes into, you know. And so in astrology, it's the same thing. That's where the central sun focuses into. And so this was a very, very important time period. And we have been working from that cross all this time because the fixed cross starts a new cycle of transformation and so that started in August of 1999, and and that's been like 15 years ago, 
you know. And so we've had to go through all the trial and tribulation and, and all that that stuff up until now. And so, um, and now we're, we have the Cardinal Cross, you know. And so on April um, this year, 2014, which was um, the real close to Easter, and that's when we had the Cardinal Cross was perfect in the sky on 13 degrees of uh, Cancer, Libra, um, Aries, and Capricorn. And so the Mutical Cross started the cycle of rebirth or transformation, transfiguration or ascension. And so we're in that process right now. And, and so um, this is, um, you know, a major thing. And so now that Mars and Saturn are both in Scorpio, well, Saturn has been in Scorpio for, for two years now. And so Scorpio is a sign where it's a very intense sign, and that's where you have to get into the very, very core of your being. And you have to clean out everything from the core. And so this is like a world cycle, you know, with Saturn's going to Scorpio, and Saturn's uh, the karmic planet. And, of course, Saturn is over the Middle East, you know, which is where a lot of the violence has occurred, and also in Russia. And so we've been able to watch what has been going on you know, without being actually part of it. Um, But this full moon coming out, okay, so the full moon on August 10th, the sun was on 18 degrees Leo. That in my astrology book is on the degree of Christ consciousness. And so we started way back then um, working on bringing in the Christ consciousness. And so now we're at the point, this full moon on August 10th, the sun will be, again, be on 18 degrees Leo. And so I think that this is a real turning point. Um, and so with that, um, it, it's like um, um, that, that we have been, been, you know, like, so it's been so chaotic in the world. And it will continue. This full moon will probably be really chaotic you know, even though the sun's on 18 degrees. But it's with all the Scorpio energy going on right before the full moon, and it's like um, get to the core of your being, you know. Let go of everything there is, just like in the movie Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Don't bring anything forward into the new cycle. And, And so, but Mars will still be, Mars and Saturn will still be in Scorpio both together until mid-September. So I'm not saying that, you know, all of a sudden we're going to move into the uh, manifesting Christ energy on this full moon, although that would be nice if that happens. But the energy is there pointing to this um, happening, you know, like really soon. And so... uh, Do you actually see it, how long that it goes through this cycle? And when when you see it ending, is there a period that you look at it that way too? Um, not really, but uh, looking at the Mayan calendar, the Dream Spell calendar, you know, because mm-hmm. so many, so many people, um, you know, thought that December twenty first, two thousand twelve, was the end of the world, you know, which it wasn't. It was the end of a cycle, and the the calendar goes on and on and on, and so um, with the last cycle, I know Jose Arguez had said in his his book. 
um, you know, that, that we go through, we end up going through the the beam. And, and this beam that we've been going through is a certain level of consciousness. And so um, all of that consciousness, you know, it all gathered. And, and so towards the end, um, I don't remember when it was that the bubbles first appeared at the Galactic Center. Um, do you remember does uh, Circle 8, you know, and there was one bubble on top of the Galactic Center and one on the bottom? Yeah, I and I, w- I was just thinking, you know, that that could have been all of our consciousness gathering in those bubbles. Well, okay, so then we had had um, the end of the Mayan cycle, December 21st of 2012, and then right after that, on January 2nd of 2013, those bubbles exploded. And so yeah. all that energy went out you know, into who knows where it went. And so that into was like, ether. okay, yeah, into the ether. So so just letting go of all of that energy from the last beam. Okay, so now um, what, what Jose had said, you know, I have a book called Timeship Earth 2013, and that um, the new beam, um, you know, would start on Jan- July 26th, which is always the first day of the new year, of the beginning of the Mayan calendar. And on July 26, 2013, was the beginning of a new 104,000-year cycle. And this new beam is um, has all nif- different um, stuff in it. And I'll read you the description of this new beam. It says, this new beam is a high-energy plasma frequency beam. It is telepathically loaded with a new knowledge base for our planet and has been synchronized to the PSI field of Earth and to Earth's resonant frequency. This beam is facilitated through our sun like a holographic radio program that is pulsed through its sunspot cycles. And so we have to, we're in the process and have been since July 26th of 2013 of continuing, you know, like letting go of all of our our old stuff so we can move into the new. And so it's really, really important because as long as Saturn's in Scorpio, we'll be looking at our old stuff. And Saturn moves, I mean, yeah, Saturn moves into Sag on Christmas, December 24th of this year. And so it looks to me like that that is when a real turning point happens. Um, but this year, um, 2014, uh, we moved into the the solar ring of the red solar moon. And this is a year of supreme solar healing. And it's time to heal the core of the earth and enter into the galactic culture. And gla- the galactic culture is a culture of wholeness, the culture of light. And it is based on the principles of love. It is a planetary revolution that begins within and then extends out into programs of universal unification. And so that's why I've said, like in my last last article, that it is so important for us to clear ourselves out to the core of our very being so we can connect to this new energy. And, um, and the yellow galactic seed, which was last year, July 26th to 2013, 2013 that was the ground zero commencing a new galactic beam and then the new beam is a high frequency beam 
and it's loaded with all of the new knowledge that we need for this new cycle. And it's been like we've been been in a prison, you know, like everyone talks about the holographic earth, you know, or the holographic solar system. Well, that's what we've been in, you know, and in different words, it's a beam that encompasses a whole whole galaxy. And so like humankind, people have been living like as a prisoner in the jail of illusion. And um, And one of their favorite dreams is to believe that they are free. And there haven't been, you know, because we've been in a prison of our own thoughts. And so um, all of this, well, like I said, with the galactic beam exploding, the major part of our thoughts are gone. And so now we just have our own bodies to work on. And um, That's um, a lot. (laughs) Oh, it is. (laughs) And so, and then uh, we also need to exert to elevate our brain rate frequency into fifth-dimensional range so that we can receive information from the higher levels of reality. And so one of the major things that has been going on, and this, the brain frequency change has gone on, been going on for three years because um, that's when Uranus went into Aries, and so it's been there for three years. And so, so there's been all kinds of brain challenges, and our brain rules our nervous system, and our nervous system rules our body. And so the ascension has not been easy. You know, especially for impasse because there's been so many uh, symptoms, you know, of body hurt and and um, pain and emotional pain and physical pain and mental pain and and it's just been very hard because it's been extremely difficult because we're we're um, morphing into a crystalline body instead of a carbon base, so we'll be crystalline based beings with 13 chakras. And so, I mean, we've been doing this for quite a while now. And so that is really, if you look at it, that we've really made a lot of progress. And we're in the the last lane now, just ready for the finale and ready to move into totally into the 5D Earth. And we actually moved into 4D Earth and, and the harmonic, right after the harmonic convergence in 1987. And that's why it's been such a difficult time period from like the 1990s and the 2000, you know, up until now. It's been so hard. And and so the reason it has been so hard is because everything that exists, good, bad, and ugly, is in 4D. And, and that's like the astral plane. And when we first went into uh, the 4D, you know, that's when the psychic stuff came out big time. You know, and and that's when Coast to Coast came on the radio, and it's the first time that they let anyone talk about anything other than the normal stuff, you know. And so we went into the psychic realm when we went into 4D. And so being that that's like the astral level where there's everything is there, this brought up all of our challenges from past lives and many, many past lives and this life and, and just all kinds of stuff. And so it's been, you know, a process of working through all this and and releasing it. And a lot of us have been releasing for the whole world, and that's made it even harder. And so now that we're in the first throes of 5D, you know, and like there's different levels to the 4D too. And so um, recently we've been up to the the Earth itself has been up to the the very highest of the 4D level. 
And so now we're, the earth is right on the verge of breaking into 5D. And when that happens, then, then we will become like free. And because of all the planets moving into the fire signs, um, this is going to be a real change. And the Bible says that the, the world will be, um, uh, we'll go through, we have to go through the fire, you know, to um, go into the God energy. Because, like, there's a thought, um, an ancient thought, that, well, God is love, but it is also fire. And I know in the initiations, the fire um, initiation is the last one to go through. And so it's initiation of love and how to use our power. And so, um, like right now, we're in, um, the sun's in Leo, which is a fire sign. Jupiter's in Leo, and that's a fire sign. And Uranus is in Aries, which is a fire sign. And Mercury right now is in the fire sign. So right now, as we're speaking, we have four planets in the fire sign. And then, when Mars moves into Sagittarius in mid-September, and um, Saturn moves into Sagittarius in December, then we're going to have... Instead of being water dominant, we're going to be fire dominant. Um, because all you have to do is look at the earth and what's going on with the earth in the last year. And then, then it was water dominant. You know, and look at particularly like on the East Coast. You know, I kept saying, well, Jupiter's over the East Coast, um, you know, which includes the line from the Mississippi River to the East Coast. And look at what's happened there in the past year. There's been nothing but floods and all kinds of snow last year and and storms. And, you know, it was a continuation of the the energy of the water. And then it was made a trying to um, Saturn and Scorpio. And so that's also a water sign. And so um, that was the predominant energy for the last um, couple of years. It's been water. And the earth change has been on the water level. Well, now it's moving into the fire energy. And, and with that, there will be, you know, like a lot of uh, fire events, which we've already uh, seen, and drought, and heat and drought. And that all goes with the fire energy. And so... Um, on the earth plane, I mean, I want to look into the higher frequency earth because I think that we're going to be there real soon. And so, but what the the lower dimension earth um, will be going through is not the greatest. And so that's why I've been been really pushing it to get people to release all of their stuff so we can move into the new energy and be able to experience the wonderful new earth that is right on the brink of happening, and it's so as people, simple as just changing the station, you know. Well, the people, the people that haven't been working on themselves, the people that have no clue what's going on, uh-huh. are are they going to be left behind? Not necessarily. Okay, the clue to being to be going into the new earth is simply being a nice person with love in your heart. The ones who won't make it are the ones who are so violent and they want to fight all the time and they're causing all the wars and, and really uh, focusing on the dark side. Those are the ones who won't make it. But just a normal person like people in your family, you know, if they're nice people and they are heart and energy and they care about compassion and their compassion, there's no problem. They don't have to know about the prophecies like we do, you know. It's, it's not really important. It's just they already manifest love by being kind to people and just being who they are. And so some people haven't 
they've just been here and they've just you know I watch some people and thought oh my god they've had such an easy lesson you know and they've just been able to play on the earth and do everything they want to and and just have a good time well a lot of those people are heart energy people and they just came in to be who they were and to help by that level to get into the higher frequency so I wouldn't worry you know like a bunch of families or anything like that you know as long as they're nice people, if they're not ones who go out and shoot other people and stuff like that, you know, then I'd be a little concerned. But if they're not, you know, they'll just they'll just ascend with the rest of us, you know. And the Bible says that like 2,000, I mean, a third of the earth, which is over 2 billion people, will be refined through the fire, and um, then they will move into the new earth. But this is just at the beginning of it, you know, because that doesn't happen all at one time either. And so the energy will be there for, oh, probably another five years for ones who who do decide to change their ways, you know, so they'll still be able to ascend and go into the new earth too. So it's not like, like we'll be losing, you know, everyone. And so it's just, it's a matter of choice. And so... But there's a whole bunch who are going into the new earth altogether, and I believe it's it's really soon here. And the beginning of it could be with this full moon, with um, the sun on 18 degrees, Leo being the degree of Christ consciousness. Yeah, and so, um, this, is, this is a mundane question. Do you know what um, sign Putin is? Um, he's a Libra. A Libra, okay. Uh huh. I was Scorpio rising. Okay, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> so he's got the, the Scorpio um, energy, and and it looks like he's getting ready to act right now. Mhm. You know, and oh, so the yeah, fire. In- Go ahead. Yeah, because I had just heard heard this morning that there are a whole bunch of Russian troops massing on the Ukraine border. You know, getting ready to do something. And with the full moon coming up, you know, I mean, it's fire sign. Um, the fire sign, you know, part of the fire sign is is anger and violence, you know. And so that's why I'm really kind of concerned about this full moon and the violence area of it, you know. So it would be um, both the good and bad with it being pulling others into the love energy and then others deeper into the anger and the war energy. And so there could be, you know, who knows what, what, um, Putin might do. Um, I've been concerned about him for years, you know, and and you know, I, I just haven't. I I just don't know. I don't know what he's capable of doing. And and so you know, and a lot of people say, well, he's a real peacemaker, you know. Well, being in the sign of Libra, you know, that can partly be true, but I don't think with the Scorpio rising, I don't think that he can be pushed, you know, without reacting. Because um, Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, and a co-ruler is Mars. And so Mars and Pluto is like the god of the underworld. And so that could be a little challenging coming up, you know, with this, this full moon. And also, it's been, it's been so chaotic um, the last couple of weeks. And this started on, on July 20th. You know, and I realized, and this people might be interested in knowing this because, you know, um, it, it, on July 20th, it was on a Sunday, and I experienced total chaos, you know, like, oh, my, I thought, oh, my God, what is this? This is exactly like Mercury retrograde. And so I was trying to figure out what was going on. Well, at the same time, 
Saturn turned direct on 16 degrees Scorpio, and Uranus turned retrograde on 16 degrees Aries. And so they were interacting with each other. And Saturn is the old, and Uranus is the new. And so with the the good and the bad um, going together, you know, it conflicted each other. And with the 16 degrees, if you think of the tarot card, you know, with the the 16th um, tower struck with lightning, and whenever I see someone has a planet on 16 degrees in their chart, I think, oh, oh, it's a tower struck with lightning, you know, that's been one of their biggest challenges. Okay, so Saturn has been um, stationary on 16 degrees, and Uranus has been stationary on 16 degrees. And so Saturn will be on 16 degrees until August 10th, the full moon, and then it moves off. You know, and so, but Uranus will still be on 16 degrees until August 27th. And so this tells me that August is, and the rest of this month is going to be full of a lot, a lot of changes. Um, but it might not, after this full moon, it might not act so much like Mercury's retrograde because Saturn will have moved ahead one degree. And I, I didn't, I never realized that before, how that, they could interact like that. I thought, wow, this is really interesting because it definitely acted like Mercury retrograde. And yeah, so people are, <laughs> so people are aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, um, do that, you know. And so, um, but I want to would like to read another part from this Mayan thing, and I put a link on my last um, planet alert. Um, if you go into my blog, it's www.mahalasastrology.com. Um, I was talking a little bit about the um, dream spell because we entered into the the new New Year cycle on July 26th, and it's interesting because. Uh, and that particular time, the sun is always lined up on a black hole. And so I think that the black hole is like a doorway to Sirius. And so um, um, you can get, if you click on the link there, you can get the same information that I'm going to share with you right now, you know. And so it says, this year we open the second light gate that activates the interdimensional bridge of time shift Earth. And so I had a dream, uh, not last yesterday morning, but I mean yesterday morning, not this morning, but yesterday morning. And that's when I was on a bridge, you know, crossing a bridge. And um, and then the bridge started to catch on fire, but the fire was put out. And so I thought, oh, this is um, really symbolic of, of going, uh, starting across the interdimensional bridge of timeship Earth. And that's like moving into the higher frequency. And it says, um, this year corresponds with, with radio plasmum. Victory flows through the heart of creation. So anyone who can um, totally manifest heart energy um, during this year, you know, because Jupiter and Leo, Leo rules the heart, um, the heptagoning of heart is the master code of the power of divine love. And I think that everyone knows that the brain, we have three different brains in our brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, so there's a black hole. When the um, Mayan calendar um, starts, you know, every new year, it lines up with a black hole that um, um, and, and goes on to into Sirius, you know, a doorway to Sirius. And so this year, it was not only the sun 
that was on that degree, but Jupiter was on that degree too. And Jupiter is is like a huge planet, you know. And so for both the Sun and Jupiter to be on the degree of a black hole, um, that was pretty amazing, you know. And so um, uh, with that, um, because um, a Sirius was, oh, excuse me, I, I need to get my energy back together here for a second here because um, I'm trying to get myself, well, anyways. Okay, so... Anyways, with the um, with the Mayan calendar, you know, when it uh, opens on the three degrees, and so um, Sirius always rises, and that's why the Mayan calendar is based on the first day of the the new year is when Sirius rises over the pyramid, and so in Egypt, and so the pyramid has always been like a power source, you know, and that is connected with with Sirius rising. And there's a difference between Sirius in longitude and Sirius rising. So on July 4th, there was a cardinal cross, uh, the last cardinal cross in the heavens was on July 4th, and the sun was on 13 degrees Cancer, which is the degree of Sirius. And so Sirius is... um, um, the, like the ruler of Washington, D.C., and our government and everything like that was set up under the tutelage of Sirius. And so now, and so that's also under the Mayan calendar. And so with this doorway opening, you know, I'm sure it's opening up really big with Jupiter there, you know, it's it will it will bring in a lot of heart energy because Jupiter is in Leo and that's the heart, rules the heart. And so if we, in this coming up year, we need to focus on our heart because with Jupiter in, in Leo, um, you know, people that don't have their hearts open, they might have a heart attack in order to open up their heart. Um, but there seems to be a, a lot easier way of doing that, you know, to open the heart um, than to um, have a heart attack. You know, so um, if people would would figure out different ways to open up their heart chakra and to um, maybe like focus on their heart and see it opening up like a, a lotus blossom, you know, so until it comes wide open and then to connect with the beautiful pink light that's in the very center of the heart and that, of course, rules love. And and then um, I had heard like a long time ago that in the core of our heart, there's actually a seed atom that is in the shape of a of a person, you know, like the Da Vinci um, man thing, you know, with a, the five pointed with the arms and the legs, you know, and man makes a five pointed star. And so, with a, this little seed atom in the shape of a person, that is the very core of our of of our whole being. And so, this core in the in the center of our heart um, holds all of the information that we need. And so if we can focus on concentrating on that core energy, um, then we might be able to move into the, the heart energy, love energy all the time. And if we, enough people can do that, you know, then it won't matter so much what's going on in the world because we'll be in a, a different frequency. We'll be in the frequency of, of love. And then the rest of the world can do what they want to do you know, because it, that's their karma, you know. And, this, and 
it would do the world more good, I think, that if enough people would manifest heart energy, I think that would change the world faster than anything else that we could do. I agree. Yeah, and so if we could just manifest, you know, just be who we are. And um, I guess it's time for us to just, you know, let go of everything in the past, you know, just everything, and anything that we might still be holding on to that we don't need because going into the new frequency, it will be all new. And and so if we're still holding on to this old garbage that we've had for such a long period of time, you know, you, you can't be free. You know, you have to let go of all of the old negativity so you can move into the positive or actually the balance because we, we you have to have the negative because you can't have the positive without the negative because the negative and positive work together. And the negative and positive are male and female. And so... Um, like the the Mayan um, information, you know, says that the, this is the year that the male and female energy will move together and it will connect with the right and left hemisphere of our brains. And once we connect with the right and, and left hemisphere of our brains and it becomes one, which is unity consciousness, and that's fifth dimension energy. And so we can just automatically just kind of slide into the higher frequency earth. And that would be so exciting, you know, I mean, because I've, I've seen a, several years ago I saw a vision of the new earth and that's what's kept me going all these years, you know, because I know how nice it will be on the new earth. There'll be no pollution, no no um, violence, no wars, you know, nothing like that. It'll just be a lush green planet, um, provided that my, my vision was correct and I believe it is. And because that's about, you know, like if anyone wants to know what the new earth is going to be like, you know, they can just read the um, 21st and 22nd chapter of Revelation. And that talks all about the new heaven and the new earth. And it could be, I've heard about, you know, like there's crystal cities that are above um, various different places on the world right now. And that these crystal cities will merge with, with the earth and um, then they will be part of the new earth. And it's interesting because, like, um, these crystal cities have been actually seen and photographed. You know, especially in China, there was, like, um, you know, there was a picture of a a few years ago, three or four years ago, of one of the crystal cities. And I thought, oh, wow, that was starting to manifest already. Um, And then we have the new financial system, which is on the... In July, right after the Cardinal Cross, um, the BRICS union got together, which is um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they, they five years ago, about five years ago, they created this union. And now, on July 14th, they announced that their their World Bank is about to come on, um, be active. And so I don't know exactly where that World Bank will be. Um, but anyways, then, then this is a time when the Federal Reserve goes down because the Federal Reserve you know, has been what's controlled the world for such a long period of time. And so this BRICS union is saying, okay, you know, it's time to spread the energy around. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's their time. But then I don't know if that will be like an inter inter you know um, time where where we have move into the new financial system, and then because on the new earth, on the higher new earth, we don't need money. You know um, that won't be part of of that process. But there might be an intermediate period where we will still need the financial system. And so, um, with that bank, World Bank coming on on the you know world scene right now as of July 14th, um, that's a pretty powerful statement um, for you know a change in the financial system. And Mahala, our, do you see a date or something that might signify one way or the other when that comes about? Um, well, I think we should watch. You know, and as soon as you see that the the um, their bank is online. Yeah. I think that that's so. I don't. I don't know the exact date of when that will be. You well, know, I meant astrology. I meant astrology. Why do you see any? Oh, any I haven't really looked. I haven't really looked for that yet. Okay. You know, um, I did see the date of like July fourth, and that might have been been the real date because it was right after that that they announced um, that the World Bank is coming on the scene. You know, and so that was the last cardinal cross. And and so that, you know, like in my article at that time, I'd said that, you know, like it looks like that would be a change in the financial system, you know. And so then when I saw that, that the World Bank was coming on at that time, so, so I think that we can take the, the date of July 4th and with the Cardinal Cross, and that was probably the, the very beginning of, of the major part of, you know, of that financial system. And, well, you know, be. it can... Excuse me? I was going to say it might come sooner than later with all the sanctions on R- Russia. Um, he might uh, yes. move up the date. Yes, yes. And so, um, you know, there's like a starting date, but we don't always hear about what's going on at that time, you know, until it actually affects us. And that's when people start taking notice, you know, when when we start feeling the effects of it. And so... Um, you know, I don't know exactly when that would be, but I know that it has started. And so I guess we'll just have to wait and see see what happens there. But on the, the lower dimension, Earth, you know, with all of these planets moving into the, the fire signs, um, that doesn't portray very well because the area it will cover is, well, like um, Southern California will be part of it, and then it covers the area from the Cascade Mountains to the Mississippi River, and that's that's a dry country, you know, and that's ruled by Gemini and um, Sagittarius, and and those are considered dry signs, and so and fire signs, and so with the planets being in in the fire signs, you know, it rules fire, drought, heat, and so that's the manifestation that will be coming forward. And so that looks a little challenging for those particular areas for the ones who haven't North- moved. Okay, so what about Northern California and Oregon? Um, they'll be okay because they're in the water sector. They're under Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so um, as soon as Saturn moves out of Scorpio, there's been like a couple of challenges here with Saturn going through Scorpio, you know, in Washington and in Oregon. Well, in Washington they had the the largest fire that we've ever had um, last month, you know, in Washington. And that's partly because like um, 
Uranus has been in Aries, you know, so there has been a lot of fires for the last three years, but, but it'll get even worse, you know, as uh, other planets go in there. Um, and then we had the landslide, which was in the Scorpio part, and that was a really big thing, too, that happened here last March. And so that's the manifestations, and so we're not really out of the woods yet either until um, um, Saturn moves into into Sag, you know, then... Um, um, the Scorpio part will kind of be okay then, you know, um, but the Sag part will start feeling it, and and you know that's where Yellowstone is too. It's under that that oh, you yeah. know part, but that's where deserts and and it's so interesting, you know, that astrology would have the dry signs over like the deserts and the plains, which has been our breadbasket, you know. Oh, wow. um, but then when you get closer to the Mississippi River. Um, so and that's part of the breadbasket too. So that area should be okay because that would still be pulling in the Cancer energy of the water. And then the East okay. Coast should be move out of. They've gone through their trauma for the last year, so they should should be pretty good um, in this upcoming year. Although there might be um, the Leo and and um, Jupiter and Leo might bring in more tornadoes that could come into the East Coast, you know and. And so that's a possibility. Um, but as it moves, you know, we get past the tornadoes or the hurricane season, um, then the East Coast should kind of breathe a little sigh of release for a while, you know, um, because they should be pretty much okay, I would think, at least not like they've been for the past year. Well, if you go back in time when during the Dust Bowl, uh-huh. uh, I don't know if you go back and look at those type of things, but... Uh-huh. You know, if they were there, a lot of um, planets in the fire position during that time. Well, I'd, I'd have to. I'll have to. I haven't researched that. I should. That's a good idea. I should go back and and look at that particular time, you know, and see what was going on because it's that same area, you know, yeah. that um, Saturn's going to be affecting, and and, and it all of the so many people, so many people to migrate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it sure did, yeah. Oh, and Seattle is growing like crazy right now. And Oregon has a, um, people have, you know, come into Oregon too. And so they're already migrating up to Oregon and, and Washington. And it's it's gotten, I mean, I should have looked at the figures, but there's been a lot of people that have come up to Seattle in the past year. Um, during the but time when all the planes, go ahead. Okay, I think maybe they'll they'll figure out how to do it, you know, because they do have the technology, but it's really expensive to take seawater and turn it into fresh water. Um, that's what they do in Saudi Arabia, but they've had theirs in effect, I mean, because they had bukus of money there, you know, so they've had that system up for a long time. Um, it's kind of late to do that in California and Arizona. But, well, I heard um, Southern California was looking into that. Uh huh, and and so you know when there's a need, sometimes an invention comes in, and I don't know, maybe there's some hidden underground water that will be tapped into too. You know, because it it doesn't seem like it would just be totally drought everywhere. Well, there was an article in the uh, uh, Yahoo that said that California is the only one of the very few states that allow. Um, People to have wills without any uh, regulation, and the, uh-huh. all, a lot of a lot of the uh, Central Valley 
farmers have been using using wells for a long time, and then and there's hard, and then their um, ground is starting to sink. Get dry. Yeah, it's starting to sink. So that they were worried that that might cause earthquakes in that area. Oh, that's a possibility too. You know, because um, there's always a, a possibility of an earthquake because. Um, Los Angeles is on right at the beginning of Sagittarius, you know. It's like between one and four degrees Sagittarius is like at where L.A. is. And so, uh-huh. um, you know, there could be an earthquake there as um, Saturn moves into Sag around that time period. Um, but there's also Arizona, you know, like if they can, I don't know how the water situation is in Arizona. I mean, if they've... Um, dug into all their wells and everything or, or how they get their water. Um, do you know how that works? Well, I know Hoover, um, the the lake that uh, by Las Vegas uh-huh. is like 50% down. So they're worried uh-huh. about the Las Vegas area and uh, in that part of Arizona, the borderlines where Las Vegas uh-huh. is. So they're uh, really yeah. worried about it. It comes from the Colorado River. Yes, Yes, and 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 then so this whole area, you know, that whole area being under the the um, dry dry energy from the planets, you know, that is not the greatest thing. But but I was thinking more about have they um, tapped out their wells and stuff in Arizona and Nevada and, and that er- those areas? I have or no idea. Or do you think there's underground water there? Well, they're probably regulated because according to the article that. There's only a couple of states that aren't regulated where you have to get a permit to have a well, and then they oh they inspect uh-huh. the water. So they so I have no idea. Uh huh. Well, I was gonna say you guys. You know what? Rec- recently, I I I just saw where all of a sudden a lake appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, we have we have one of those, but close to my house. You know, it's about um, 20 minutes down the freeway, and it's yeah. called Surprise, Surprise Lake. <laughs> and um, probably in the 20s, it just appeared overnight. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I've, yeah. and Drumbelow has also talked about this, you know, where the water uh, comes from one area and fills another area up. Um, and then I just, this last week I saw where a, a lake appeared out of nowhere, and uh, there's been a lot of special things happening like that, um, uh-huh. you know, pretty magical. Yes, we well, are in a time Alaska, of magic and miracles, too. And Alaska is warming up so quickly that their their soil is so fertile, they could have farms and and uh, feed the, oh, right. the nation. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, I've often thought about, well, Canada, you know, because the United States is so populated, but it's like they've kept the area in Canada and Alaska, and it seems like that's where the the new energy is going to be, and you know, because they haven't had that many changes up there. You know, they had a couple times where it just poured down rain and a couple cities got flooded, you know, in the past year or so, um, but but they've got all kinds of, of farmland with very few people up in Canada. And with the weather changing, it should be perfect yeah, we, for growing food and yeah, crops and stuff. Yeah, we we um, have a friend in Alaska, and he said that they were starting to plant fruit trees and uh, do a lot more farming than they had in the past. Uh huh. 
So yeah, I, yeah, because I I remember being told like a long time ago, several years ago, that when the change was really in full force, that um, us in the Pacific Northwest would would start having tropical weather, you know. And and man, the summer it sure been seemed like that way, you know. That's been interesting. So hot. Yeah. yeah. And then then going up into Canada too, you know. And so, because um, cause the magnetic field has been changing, you know, and so um, the magnetic field, you know, we we are part of the magnetic field, and and that started moving like really fast in 1998, and so we've been in fast speed change um, since then, and and the actual um, um, North Pole is supposed to be in Siberia here. It's just above Siberia on the New Siberian Islands right now. That's where the North Pole is. And then it's supposed to move down into Siberia. And so um, it's moved a whole lot. You know, so well, so we're almost through with a magnetic shift. Well, um, it's just going to cause a migration of people like the uh, it did in the, was it in the 20s? During the Dust Bowl, people move. Uh-huh. So this could cause migration going towards the north. Yes, and, right. And maybe the people that are in the United States will start moving up to Canada where there's more room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all. And, you know. You, go ahead. Okay. Okay, I was just say that, that like um, Lake Louise, you know, up in the Rocky Mountains. The area up there is so gorgeous and it's so pure, you know. And I thought, many times I thought, well, wow, that would be the perfect place, you know, for the new new earth to actually start out would be in that area. Wow. It is. It's gorgeous. I've been there. Uh-huh. Pristine. <laughs> yes, yes, you yes. Have, and, yeah. Do you have any final oh. thoughts? We're almost to the end. So, um, <laughs> okay. Well, well um, could I give out my website and that too then? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or blog. Please. Okay. So my blog is um, Astrology, Astrology dot com. And then my, if you'd like to reach me by email, it's planetalert at hotmail dot com. And the most important thought I'd like to leave you with is that um, the most important thing is to focus on your heart, to love yourself, and just be who you are. Very important for this upcoming year. So breathe in and just make a huge bubble of pink light. Pink sparkling light around you, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Oh, and you could could light with your heart, and then you could see it above you, and you could see it come down like little pink, um, raindrops of pink light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> and you know what I've, you know what I've noticed that there's so many different groups out there now and teachers who are teaching yes. uh, to connect to the heart and the love, the heart energy, the love energy. So yes. It's getting very, out very there. Uh, yeah. So it's really getting out there. So we thank you so much for being with us today. Let's give out your website one more time. It's Mahalo's okay, um, Astrology. Yes, www.mahalo'sastrology.com. 
Thank you, Mahala. Thank you for taking out time to be with us. And um, you just have a great day, and we welcome you back at any time. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. And thank you very much. My pleasure. Let's let everybody let everybody know that if you can't, if you didn't have time to write that down, go on the Taz and Paula Show dot com, and you can look under Mahala's uh, picture and uh, article, and it's at the bottom of that. So there's two uh-huh. ways they can right, get yeah. your website. Yes, and my so. August article, my most recent August article is on there, and that's where it has a link to the um, Dreamsville Mayan calendar, which is part of the information I brought out, and it's, you know, it's got the whole article there. And so you could click on that link, and then it has a whole article about the Brinks Bank in the, my last article, too. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, thank you again. And yeah. have a great um, day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.